0: Earlier this week, I was speaking to Patrick Brown when he made his announcement that he will run again to be mayor of Brampton. I talked to him about his disqualification from the Conservative Party leadership race. And what he had to say was that, listen, the party executive has a clear favorite and that this race is not fair.
1: I think very clearly um, uh, the party establishment has favored um, Pierre uh, throughout this race. But, you know, my disqualification was very clearly um, in, in initiated by the Poly of camp, and they got their way with, with the party establishment. Uh, so it, it hasn't been um, a fair election.
0: Welcome back to our political panel. Laurie Turnbull, Alex Poudelier. Laurie, let's begin with you. Is the conservative leadership race tainted? Is it or is this just Patrick Brown lobbing grenades from the sidelines?
2: I mean, it's just hard for me to think that the conservatives like Leoc and the organizers of the Conservative Party in any way are colluding with with Pierre Polyev for an outcome here. I just think, you know, Ian Brody, Rob Batherson, these people have been involved with the the Conservative Party and have been custodians of the party for such a long time. And, you know, these guys don't need to, to back any particular candidate. They don't need to To rig anything to back candidate. Like, this is, I think that's extremely far fetched, and people are not going to be persuaded by that, I don't think. On the other hand, for for Patrick Brown, he's also trying to protect his own reputation and win a a mayor race in Brampton. And so the fact that he's been disqualified for for allegations related to integrity issues, he's going to want to do what he can to save face. And so why not fling it back on the party?
0: Right. Uh, Alex, same question to you. These accusations from Brown, uh, th- does that put an asterisk beside whoever eventually wins this race?
1: No, I don't think it does. And I don't think it does because I don't think even before Patrick Brown was disqualified that there was any doubt who was way in the lead in this race. Um, from the beginning, Pierre poliev was the front runner. When we saw the, you know, the, you know, supposed membership totals, obviously we can't independently verify them. But you know, with, with Pierre Poliev saying he's pulled in more than 300,000 members, I think you know, including for people in the Patrick Brown campaign, the game was kind of up right there. Um, certainly, you know, it's not the way that the party would like to have the race end. Um, uh, but nevertheless, I don't think if it really fundamentally changed the outcome. I think what fundamentally changed the outcome or confirmed the outcome, in my opinion, uh, were those membership totals and just the sort of breakaway status of the Poliev campaign.
0: Laurie, does um, Brown's in endorsement of largely of Sheree, he, he doesn't 100%, but he said basic, basically Shire, Uh does that change the race or is it still Pierre's?
2: I mean, I don't think it changes the race that much at all. I, I think that probably a lot of people who who were signing up because they wanted to support Patrick Brown, they're not just going to immediately jump to Sheree just because he starts making noises that they might find, you know, in, keep, in keeping with what, what their thoughts are. I mean, they might just, just not show up at all. And some will. And, you know, some may go to Sheree, some may go to Aitchison. But I think, you know, in order for this, this thing to work for Sheree, he really needed Brown in the race. He needed Brown to keep everything, you know, clean and simple. He needed him to be a good candidate who signed up a ton of people. And when he dropped off the ballot for all those people to go to Sheree because they put him second. And if that's not going to happen, then I just don't think the endorsement from Brown, which might be more problematic than anything else, which is why Charest is being kind of tepid about it, um, I I don't think it's going to make a difference.
0: Alex, let's move to turbines, turbines, turbines. This is one of those stories that I think for a lot of Canadians is just kind of this, you know, kind of a mosquito behind your ear. It's buzzing. You don't, you can't get at it. You don't really, I don't think there's a real deep understanding or, uh, knowledge of you know, like what's right and wrong here. The prime minister has said, oh, this is a difficult decision, but it's a right decision to be able to provide these turbines, you know, back to uh, Nord Stream 1 pipeline, which is Russian state owned. How do you think Trudeau has handled this file?
1: Yeah. You know, I think it's a difficult one because it, you kind of have to take into account 30 years of, you know, European and German energy policy and, and geopolitics when it comes to Russia Um, And, you know, most Canadians, including myself, are not experts in that. Um, So it's bigger than just one decision from the Liberal government or from the Prime Minister, and bigger than just the specific turbine question. Um, You know, I will say that, you know, the Prime Minister has suggested that, um, you know, Russia is trying to use energy policy to uh, divide uh, European allies and NATO allies on the topic of Russia, um, and that, you know, by sending these turbines back, the implication is that russia has one less card to play on that i don't know if uh you know people buy that necessarily um but nevertheless you know that's kind of the explanation that we're left with um after what the prime minister claims is a very difficult decision
0: laurie does it have any have an impact on domestic politics you think
2: um i mean i think people in canada are very much engaged on the issue of what's happening in ukraine and i think so you know to the extent that people want to see Canada as being as much of a player in trying to support Ukraine. I think that is important to people. Oftentimes, international politics, global politics, where Canada is in the world, these sorts of questions don't necessarily affect the mood in the country too much, but I think the situation in Ukraine is different. I think this this has very much been something that has resonated with the Canadian government. And it's also something that, that or sorry, with Canadian people, and I think this is also something that the Canadian government has you know, really also put a lot of of energy into, and we've gotten a lot of communications from the Canadian government over the past several months about our solidarity with Ukraine. And so any departure from that, or any perceived departure, if it is, you know, if that kind of communication really comes through to the public, can be, well, you know, I think it'll be problematic for sure. Because you know, this is something that the prime minister has indicated is very important to him. The finance minister has indicated, Melanie Jolie has indicated, you know, this is really something that the government has identified with. And so I think to the extent that it looks like we might be backing down, we might be finding ways that, oh, you know, we're not going to be 100%, you know, in solidarity in terms of sanctions, that it could have, it could have an effect on the government. Now, on the other hand, as uh, I agree with Alex, this is, this is very much one part of a very complex issue and it involves you know diversifying and figuring out how we're going to go forward in terms of the global approach to uh, to oil and reliance on the russian supply is something that that is not going to be boiling down to any one particular issue and so how much this this particular moment resonates with people is a different question i would just right. i would just
1: i would just add sorry just add to that that you know what what's more uh, what puts more pressure on the sort of internal dynamics in the western alliance on ukraine canada sending back a number of turbines or you know germany running out of natural gas in the middle of the winter yeah. uh, and yeah. you know all of those pressures that the german population would then put on um you know its government to to sort of take a step back so it's not it's not so simple as, you know, Canada does this, and therefore there are, there are, you know, internal power dynamics and tensions within the alliance. It's much more complicated than that. Not to say that, you know, Canada's decision was right or wrong, just to say that I'm sure that some of these issues were weighing on the prime minister and and the government when they came to that decision.
0: Mm-hmm. Laurie, Alex, always great to talk with you. Please be well. Thanks, Thank Alan. That's Dr. Lori Turnbull, Associate Professor of Political Science at Dalhousie University and Alex Boudelier, our Senior National Politics Reporter for Global News.